honest information about living a healthy lifestyle on RadioMD.com. It's time for Naturally Savvy with natural visionary Andrea Donsky and health journalist Lisa Davis. Davis, along with Andrea Donsky. I love my grass-fed organic meat. So my husband comes home the other day and says, oh, did you hear the big studies about how meat's going to cause cancer and da-da-da? And I was like, no. And so I was so excited when the wonderful Ashley Coffey joins us regularly, wanted to talk about this. Ashley, jump right in and talk to us about the WHO findings on processed meat. So maybe this is different and I can still enjoy my grass-fed organic meat. Please say yes. Right. Well, you know, it was interesting. So basically, the findings looked at and aggregated, I mean, they did a really thorough job, looked at a number of different studies um, and isolated ones that looked at, in particular, processed meats as it compares to regular meat. Now, the challenge with that is, Lumped into processed meats are everything from quality meats that have been fried or smoked or had th- things done to them to the mm-hmm. the non-quality meats that we know are so pervasive. So I think we have a bit of a challenge still with a lot of the science, a lot of the findings. But you know, mm-hmm. one of the things, and I also thought it was very funny. You know, it was very um, it was very clear about the risks, in particular, associated with colorectal cancer, and we'll, we'll get into that in a second. But um, the risks of eating uh, meat and processed meat. And then at the very end, it's like, and meat is a great source of nutrients, you know, and you're just like, I always say this is the nutrition whiplash that we need to like literally wear a brace all day long for to just eat the right food. Um, but, you know, so I think actually you're, where you started off is 100% the, the area that, that I want everybody, first of all, the stress of trying to sort out all of this is worse for us than any bites of quality meat could be. So, you know, I would definitely say that we, we don't want people. Uh, stressing out about it. And we also don't want to turn people into, you know, everybody does need to eat more plants. And that's one of the tips that I have, but they need to eat quality plants. So what mm-hmm. we don't want is for the t- this to be carte blanche to, you know, turn around and say anything that's plant-based is always going to be better because we can have highly refined or, um, you know, GMO or other things uh, in the plant space that, that would not be good for us. So um, one of the things I think is a great takeaway from the studies is we just need to eat less. And, you know, I, I find with a lot of my patients that portion control is the worst word ever. And so here what I want to just uh, turn around and say is if we focus on what is an appropriate portion, you can still have it. So it's like the gift of, you know, not having to get rid of it. So, you know, we can't consume five slices of bacon every day. And bacon shouldn't be a staple in our diet every single day. And that's even if it's great quality bacon. Um, Similarly with grass-fed meat uh, and good quality grass-fed meat, we really need to think about what is a portion. And a portion is going to be, in the ideal world, it's about the size of your palm and roughly about that thickness. So, you know, if you're Shaq, you can probably get away with eating a bigger burger than if you're you and I. So I think that it's a great way to think about it. It's actually a really helpful way to focus your kids on you know, why they get one meatball or two meatballs, you know, that kind of a thing, as opposed to where uh, mom or dad might be having four, you know, something like that. So um, I think the the portion size, the quality cannot be, um, you know, I can't emphasize it enough because our meat really has this, you know, the meat, if we're eating an animal, we need to think about it the way we focus on we eat the best quality foods and take care of ourselves to be as healthy as possible. We need our animals to be that way. So, you know, Absolutely. we've talked at other times about antibiotics and other things, and I think the gist of it is is that a long time ago we started processing meat for health reasons and for really beneficial health reasons. You know, we didn't want a slab of meat hanging in our back house with salt on it and hoping that it was okay by the time we consumed it. 
And what we've done now is we're processing for convenience and we're processing to be able to have it in certain quantities and we're processing to be able to have it always available. And I think that's, you know, the biggest issue across our food supply, but certainly in the meat space. So quality is really going to matter, um, how much of it we have. And then the other part, I was mentioning we do need to eat plants, but in addition to that, probably one of the most important things, and I know Andrea will be like, of course, this is what Ashley's going to focus on, especially because it's talked about colorectal cancer, but also because we're talking about what, when meat is good for us and when it's not, you have to maintain a healthy digestive system. If your body is not breaking down that meat properly, what ends up happening in there is that we're not actually getting the healthful nutrients. And we have something even called putrefication, which means that if we've got proteins stuck in the gut where they're not being broken down and and used and or eliminated, we've got the exact opposite of what we want to happen with our good bacteria. Mm -hmm. We we have um, the, the proliferation of things that are bad for us in the digestive system. So, you know, I think that there, there are tips. I, I've pointed those out. And, you know, probably the easiest way, I don't know how you've talked about it, you know, I always tell people that we know definitively a quality plant-based diet is the best diet for us, but it's what you choose to accessorize with. So if you accessorize with other plants and you don't have any animal, that's fine. And if you decide and you enjoy your animal, then it still has to be thought of like that great piece of jewelry. It may make an outfit, but it needs to be an accessory. Mm. And I love that you say that. And Ashley, of course, you're going to talk to digestion because you are the digestion, <laughs> digestion expert. So I love that you say that. And to be honest, it wouldn't do a justif- justification if you didn't mention digestion. So I love that you said that. And yes, yeah. I was smiling when you talked about that. Now, the thing is about me, you know, I'm going to tell you a really <laughs> quick story. When I, like before I was into eating non-GMO, which I am very much now, this was several years ago, I was eating quite a bit of meat and I was eating antibiotic and hormone-free meat, but I was having, let's say, eggs for breakfast, turkey for lunch, and let's say chicken for dinner. And I'm not talking even red meat. I'm just talking animal protein in general. Right. And what would happen to me for so many years, so many years is I would have a pain on my left side consistently, consistently. Mm. I would have pain on my left side of my chest and I never knew what it was. And I, I, you know, I had checked out. I was like, it was my heart. What is it? Finally, someone recommended to me, they're like, how much animal protein are you eating? And I'm like, I don't know, you know, three times a day. They're like, try going down. So I went down from three times a day. I switched to organic and I literally just eat it once a day because I do like organic meat and I'll have it for dinner. No chest pain chest pain completely gone. So what I'm saying, I'm telling you the story is because I like what you're talking about, Ashley, about eating less. And also it's, everything is in moderation and also comes down to the quality of the meat that you're eating. So I do yeah. love that you touched upon that. And that's my personal experience. Yeah. And I think um, that's so, it's so fascinating. And, you know, part of it really re- there relates to the digestion, you know, how much can your body break down? And I did, I would be remiss if I forgot one other point um, in all of that. It's also how we're preparing it, right? So, you know, I think we've talked mm-hmm. at other points about when you're out at the barbecue, um, it's awesome that dad wants to barbecue if dad wants to barbecue or if you want to barbecue, but the person who's actually barbecuing the meat is getting the most exposure to the um, cancer-causing, you know, the carcinogens with the blackening of the meat, and it's mm-hmm. no good for anyone who's eating it either. So I think we have to think, mm-hmm. we have to reexamine a little bit of, you know, that idea of like charboiled and you know, grilled and fried and these sorts of things and think more of how meat is prepared when we travel around the world when, you know, when you're in Italy and something has been slow cooked in olive oil and at low temperatures, you know, or, um, you know, if you're... uh 
No, but you know, you know what the okay. truth is, what she was saying too, Lisa, is that, and I love that she said that because at my house, when my kids, when we, like my husband loves to barbecue and I'm not a big fan for exactly the reasons Ashley was talking about. And I will sit there and I will cut my kids meat and I will cut the black off. And like to the point where it takes me, you know, a good 10 minutes to cut their meat. And I always get the eyes rolled and the mummy, why do you care so much if we're, you know, cutting off all the black on our meat? And I tell them all the time, I'm like, it's not healthy for you, you know? And that's why I love that she talked about that. And because it isn't the best way to eat our meat. And the fact that we cook it to like such degrees, I mean, we really should be looking at the way cultures around the world are eating their meat and the type of meat that we're eating. So, and I do, you know, there are some amazing companies out there that are doing really, really good things when it comes to meat. Like you look at Applegate, for example, you know, Applegate oh, is using meat. There's stuff. no antibiotics. They have an organic line. They use no antibiotics, no hormones. They have, I, you know, I was working with them. I did a hot dog tour for them and we talked about their grass fed 100% natural meats, Those natural really hot dogs. Good. And those don't contain any nitrates. They don't contain any preservatives that are linked to a lot of these, that a lot of these programs. So anyways, Ashley, I know that you came back and unfortunately we only have, you know, 50 seconds left to say, but if there's anything you want to just kind of touch on before we end the show. Yeah, I think it's the same that we say across, you know, with anything else that, you know, less, better quality, careful how you prepare it. You can enjoy it, but really focus on your plants and of course, focus on your digestion. (laughs) Of course. No, absolutely, <laughs> Ashley. And I miss you. I'm so happy to hear your voice. I, you know, I got no, to see you at ShiftCon. I got to do, we got to do a presentation together, but I miss you. I haven't spoken to you since, so we need to catch up. All right. For those of you who are yes. listening, please follow Ashley. Go to her website, ashleycoughapproved.com. A brilliant, brilliant lady. Also follow her on Twitter at, at Ashley Cough. I'm Andrew Donsky, along with Lisa Davis. This is Naturally Savvy Radio on Radio MD. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Your Radio MD and at Naturally Savvy. Thanks for listening, everyone. Be mindful of the type of meat, a type of meat that you're eating. Stay well. 